you have to live in a state for a while before you you become a citizen in that state. Uh, that may be true. I just don't know the laws from back then. From like 1840s Missouri or whatever. Yeah. Forgive yeah. me for not being entirely <laughs> versed in voting laws in Missouri in 1840. Yeah. Uh, mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. Hi. James, are you sick? I am sick. Oh. Yeah. Sick in the mind, sick in the soul. And actually sick with probably the flu. Probably the flu, yeah. I've uh-huh. got a fever yeah. of 101, but I can't feel the symptoms right now because I just... Drank several coffees, which oh. were not prescribed, but uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and audience, I'm feeling a little sick too, um, which is going to be like a theme, I'm guessing, on this episode. Right, well, yeah. So yeah, this, uh, that's just the way it be. A fever sowed. It's yes. going to be a fever dream on so many levels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> a good old Mormon fever dream. Just uh, dig yourself in there uh, while while we try to get along with this. Um, so we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested <laughs> while we die and break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best, give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So James, who do we have this week? Oh, wait, wait, we already know. Yes, we do. We're working our way through Joseph Smith. If you missed part one, here's what you missed. I love podcast. I love this shit. <laughs> oh, I'm doing a test episode with somebody this weekend for another mm-hmm. show. Oh, for our show? Who? No, another show. Oh, for your show? No. A show? Yeah, for a show. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. No, actually, I do know. It's going to be a show about all kinds of interesting topics. Ooh. Uh, and we're starting with Mothman, so Ooh. there's that. Who are you doing yeah. it with? Uh, this guy named Brant. Nice. He's just some fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, mm. by the way, mm. guess what, James? What? Um, we have a new patron. Holy shit! Yes. yes wow. Actually, technically, we have two new patrons. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> because, yeah, because the uh, the patronage is coming from a married couple. Oh. And they donated under the same name. Wait, so, so we have a woman listening to this show? Jesus We Christ. already have several of them. <laughs> What's the, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So we've got Cam and Christian. Mm. We have given generously. And uh, we'll reap the rewards thereof mm-hmm. uh, regarding their donation. Uh, so All the Cam money will go to NyQuil. So. NyQuil? NyQuil. It's NyQuil, right? Yes. Don't you... Okay. Well, no, NyQuil and NightQuil are two different things. Oh! NyQuil is that medicine hack fraud thing for fevers. NightQuil is my remedy, where I take two of those old ink quills from the 16th century, oh. put them full of ink, and then I insert two into my nose to stop uh, the nose running. And oh! It, it works perfectly. And plus... Then you can use the pens if you're trying to write something, and the ink mixed with mucus, that stuff will stick on the sheets forever. So, it's it's a win-win, really. Yeah, well, sounds like you've beaten the system, James. <laughs> Big Pharma can suck my dick. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Well, I this think, is uh, This is what? not what happened last week, by the way. Weren't we going to give what? a rundown of what they missed last week? Oh, no. See, I was going to cut that in later. Oh, okay. We're going to do a recap. Don't worry. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. Perfect. Uh, anyways, shall we head to the history lab? Yes.
Welcome back to My Book of Mormon with me, David Michael. That's right, I am definitely David Michael of the My Book of Mormon podcast. We've been reading from the book of Joseph Smith, and I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a book as much as I enjoy this one. I mean, this guy has it all. And today we're going to be taking things into his adult life. And let me tell you, it is something. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a book as much as I enjoy this one. I mean, this guy, this guy has it all. This here is a pricey pearl. That is a true. I'm David Michael. Here, James. What? I got some pills for you. Okay. Pills for you, buddy. What do we got? Pills here. Uh, I got... <laughs> I'm grabbing pills. Uh, I got stuff for tension headaches. Uh-huh. Yes? Uh, good. Is that, is that, that checks, good? That checks that box. Um, this... This bottle... I don't know what these How are. many pills do you have? Well, as many as you need, buddy. Aww. I'm looking out for you. Aww. I don't want you to get sick like me. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're actually sick. I'm kind of feeling queasy. That's the difference right now. You're always feeling queasy. Yeah. And always well. feeling sleazy. Oh, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, mm uh, where are we, James? Are we, uh, we're doing like a two-parter, three-parter, maybe four-parter? It's looking right? like a four-parter. Yeah, uh, it's looking more and more like a four-parter, everybody. Yeah, this uh, is... Mainly, yeah, mainly because we're trying to keep our episodes a little bit on the shorter side now, because, you know, four hours is crazy! Mm, um, mm -hmm. so, we've been working our way through Joseph Smith, the man who made Mormonism. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The the potato in my pocket. Who, uh, yeah, the potato in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the man with the dream. So if you if you missed out on part one, just go listen to it because it's right there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. basically, we left Joseph Smith like way way back. I mean, I've forgotten everything we talked about. Uh, didn't we leave leave off with him getting dragged out of bed and tar and feathered and had the snot beaten out of out of him i can't talk today i've got a fever yeah they tried to kill him they tried to kill him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh here's the thing is the church is going on fine like things are happening things are still going on joseph's having his revelations and everything but right. people are getting pretty pissed off now oh shit um and it looks like things are coming to a head for poor old joseph oh okay but, uh, i suppose before we get started talking about him we'll have to pull up his file so, computer, please bring up just Joseph Smith today. It's, not, it's not a computer file. <laughs> I'm what? sorry. No. <laughs> it's several what? filing cabinets. That's the oh. file. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's... Um, so why do we have a computer pulling up the files and not a secretary? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, these are serious questions. These yeah. are serious questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about I play secretary? I'll put on... Okay. Put on that, that name tag and pull up these files. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, the oh, Joseph there, Smith there files, <laughs> all of them laid out on this table. Yeah, and neatly organized into several stacks. And by several, I mean three. One, early life, adult life, and end and death. But right now, we're going to open up the file, adult life. So, James, if you would please open up that file. Uh, all right, here you go. It's even color-coded for easy access because we're not a visual means of entertainment. But not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Despite all our desires to start a YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, right now. Not gonna uh, happen. I have four jobs. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a little busy for that. Yeah. Part of why we're shortening the episode. Uh, so, <clears throat> shall we begin? Yes. Uh, yes. Indeed. So we shall go right into Joseph Smith's adult life. And we're not going to get all the way through it, I'm afraid. Oh my god. Um, because just too much happened with this guy. Well, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. And so if you missed part one, go listen to that. Otherwise, you're going to be completely clueless. Mm. And, uh. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And if you don't go and listen to part one, I feel sorry for you. I really do, because mm. you're missing out on some really cool shit. Yeah. And speaking of cool shit, guys. We need you to do the greatest service you could ever do for We Talk About Dead People. Whoa. 
What is that, James? You know. Start a band and sing about us. That and writing a review. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. that too. That we helps. need five-star reviews, people. So if you get time or if you feel like helping us out at all, it's not that you have to give money, but throwing a review our way would be super awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyway, enough with that plug. Shall we go into Joseph Smith's adult life? Different plug, same bug. Let's go. That's exactly right. So we left Joseph Smith. He was being tarred and feathered, like we said, mm -hmm. and having the shit kicked out of him, like we said. Uh, and starting his own church and writing his own Bible, oh. the Squeakwell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, but it's more complicated than that. It is. Yes. And I'm going to interrupt you one sentence in. To, yes. I, I haven't told you this, but we've actually got a message from one what? of our listeners. What? Yeah, on Facebook. This guy named Steve, good old Steve, he sent us a message. And um, it's about Joseph Smith, actually. What? Yeah, yeah. And Steve here says that there's a lot more to Joseph Smith, this this instance of the tarn feathering, than meets the eye. At least what? outside of the church. And Steve is a heretic because he's an ex-Mormon. Um, oh, shit. And so, fuck you, Steve. And what? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Steve. Don't listen to James. He's a crazy person. We love, we love Steve. All Steves. Most Steves. Wait, so what did Steve have to say? Well, Steve sent us an interesting uh, a link about... How some evidence, heretical evidence, seems to imply that Joseph Smith was trying to seduce and perhaps even rape some of these uh, farmers' wives, sisters, daughters, etc. So the main reason why this crowd, of course this is heretical and not true, but the main reason why, why this crowd broke into his home and dragged him out of bed uh, was basically kind of revenge for him being such a slut bag. And uh, <laughs> trying to seduce these these innocent women, <laughs> slut bag. a slut bag. Yeah, that's that's Joseph Smith, according <laughs> to heretics. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve quote slut bag. Yeah, <laughs> very good, very good. So oh, thank you, Steve. Yeah, thanks for, for reaching it. out. And you know, I think I think I need to mark this real quick. Okay, because I want to add in a little something special just for Steve. Yes. Okay. Um, because when we get listener mail, nothing makes me happier. Oh yeah. So, uh, if you don't mind, James, mm -hmm. <laughs> how long is the message? I just X'd out of it because I'm oh, fucking it. stupid. It's not too well, long. Well, let's just, let's just start a new, new little sequence here, okay? Listener mail. All right. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Listener yeah. mail. Here it comes. Yep. It's listener mail. Anyway, so we got into this complicated thing where Joseph Smith was getting... Uh, attacked because he was a douchebag and being weird <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's way more complicated than that but if we focus on every detail of this whole thing we'll just have to start our own podcast called naked mormonism ah. but bryce might sue us for that so just go listen to his podcast if you want more details and more untruths uh, and lies yeah more heretical lies uh, coming from uh bryce blankenagle mm. of naked mormonism yep. anyway so the basics are this all right joseph smith is really having a strong effect on people no matter who he's finagling with ah, right? yes okay? good verb yeah so his his church is continuing to develop and he's having all these revelations and there's a big long list of revelations that joseph smith had uh on wikipedia mm. and even on mormon websites i think they just released a whole bunch of his written revelations i can't remember what it was exactly it oh, doesn't matter shit. okay check it out yeah. though uh but he's in kirtland ohio Good place. Uh, this is where he had the shit kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. Bad place. Uh, and, and he was also, at this time, reorganizing a newly joined congregation. Good. Uh, and he was holding a conference... He was holding a conference uh, where he basically really starts focusing on church hierarchy. Mm. And this is where we get into things that are all very complicated and I don't understand because I was not a Mormon. I've never thought about being a Mormon. <laughs> um, I know nothing about... Your loss. The structure of the church. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe it is my loss, but the, he creates what's called the, I think it's Mel Melchizedek priesthood. Okay. Um, or at least introduces it. I may be pronouncing that wrong. Hey. Uh, Sorry, what? my dog is chewing at her cast that she's wearing. That is sad. It is sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put um, it on her for no reason and now she's chewing it. What a well, bitch, I mean, literally. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's creating the Melchizedek priesthood. Melchizedek, Melchizedek. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure what the official narrative is. This is something that Bryce could probably tell you better than I could. Okay. Um, but it basically means that you're higher up on the hierarchical Jacob's ladder. Oh, yeah. Um, well, good. That's the lazy way of explaining it, of, it, uh, of explaining it, but that's my way of doing it. Gotta so. climb those rungs. 
yeah, gotta climb those rungs or not. Mm. Be like me, be lazy. All right, so, anyway, so people are either really digging this Mormonism thing or really not digging it. Sure. Um, it's creating, like, sort of, like, uh, a yin and yang effect. Okay. Um, people who are, are into it are, like, really into it. Um, and converts are just sort of springing up everywhere. Mm. Uh, and they begin practicing something like, but not exactly like, communism called communalism. Ah, that lie. Uh, which is a... What? <laughs> Nothing. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, so communalism is a doctrine that eliminates private property. Good. And, quote, holds all things in common, mm -hmm. according to scriptural teaching. Ah, uh, yes. So it's starting to become a little more, little more culty. Jesus, uh, the new Karl Marx, yeah. Uh... Basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Um, yes. So anyway, Oliver Cowdery, you remember him? Yes. Yes. He's returning from a journey to Missouri, uh, and claims he found a place to set up the uh, old new Jerusalem. Oh shit! That's not a light yeah. claim either. Not at all, because they've no. been looking for it. Smith's been having visions about it. All this mm. shit. Um, and he and he sent Cowdery, sent Cowdery there to find it, and Cowdery's like, "I found it, bro." And Smith huh. is like, "I." And he tells his people to get started with the Zion building. Mm. Uh, Zion, here we go. This is a theme that runs throughout Mormon history. Okay. Uh, so they do, and they start building in this place in Missouri, and the locals uh, get this. Don't like having a brand new squad of people in the huh. midst uh, who are like pretty extreme in a lot of ways sure yeah uh you know and so they you know respond to and of course joseph smith's reputation precedes him and they're mm. like oh shit he's coming um so <laughs> they set fire to the mormon buildings and harassed the mormons so much oh god uh that most of them had left this new zion by 1833 and this is missouri you said yeah this is missouri well that's just typical missouri mm -hmm. misery doesn't love company apparently <laughs> Woo! Anyway, so Joseph Smith is not going to let this dream die just because of that. I mm. mean, he's got to have his new Jerusalem, and right. no way is it going to fail. Okay. So he organizes a militia. <laughs> Perfect. Of 200 men, oh, God. women and children. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's the American yeah. way. I was going to say, that's getting closer to communism. Yeah. <laughs> True. Anyway, so these men, women, and children march on Jackson County, Missouri. Excellent. And recapture the Holy Land for the glory of Christ. Ah, oh, crusade. Or for the glory of Joseph Smith. Yeah. Or either it way. might be a crusade. It's probably thought of as a crusade. Yeah. Either way, they're doing it. And this little militia is known as Zion's Camp. Hmm. And within a month of organizing, this little army marches into Jackson County and tries to negotiate the return of the property to Mormon hands. It is refused, so it's time to fight for the holy city, right? Right. Wrong. Oh, oh. Okay. Joseph Smith just turns the fuck around and goes back to Kirtland. What a pussy. Yeah. Now it's worth noting that the men who served in this militia largely composed the later formed Quorum of Seventy and the Quorum of Twelve. Mm. Well, Apologies, everyone. Uh, where were we? Oh, uh, we were talking about uh, the Quorum, Quorum of the Twelve. Oh yes. Uh, and the Quorum of the Seventy. And uh, these are power structures, and I'm okay, not exactly right. sure how they worked at this point, but it was kind of like the church elite, from what I can mm, tell. Mm -hmm. Alright. Uh, and we may get another message from Steve who says, hey, that's absolutely wrong, and we welcome that, because we are not perfect. Yeah, well, and Steve's <laughs> the expert on it. Yeah, and, and it's, hard to, it's hard to learn it all, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we just do our best. But anyway, so Joseph Smith is overseeing the construction and dedication of the church's first official temple. Excellent. Which was finished in 1836. And where was this temple again? This was in Kirtland, Ohio. Ooh, all right. Yes. And here we arrive at another crazy story. Hmm. Um, and... Bryce has some interesting theories about this. Well, they're not exactly Bryce. Well, fuck it. Um, Bryce told us some interesting things about this church. And he, yes. We, lies, we, but we, interesting lies. Yeah. <laughs> Obvious lies uh, to attack the one true church. Uh-huh. By the way, so we're going to talk about the dedication service for the Kirtland Temple in Ohio. All right. Because it is a complicated ordeal. Hmm. It's said that a thousand people were there. All right. And the, uh, what, sorry? No, nothing. I'm just agreeing oh, to your, yeah. your shit. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the congregation went through a whole mess of rituals and things like that, as well as a two and a half hour sermon oh, delivered geez. by none other than Sidney Rigdon. Good. Um, huh. Which, I mean, that would be, woo, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a long sermon. Anyway, so Joseph Smith then said a prayer after the sermon, uh, which he said he received by revelation. Oh, okay. Uh, and Brigham Young is here, by the way. And so is this guy named Truman O. Angel, I think it is, oh. uh, who wrote this dedication prayer. And here is the dedication. All right. I'm ready. When about midway during the prayer, there was a glorious sensation passed through. There was a glorious sensation, yes, passed through the house, which is the Kirtland Temple. Mm. And we, having our heads bowed in prayer, felt a sensation very elevating to the soul. Mm. At the close of the pr my accent's changing, here we go. At the close of the prayer, F.G. Williams, being in the Upper East Stand. God, I'm really changing here. That's fine. Joseph Smith, being in the speaking stand next below, rose and testified that midway during the prayer, an angel, an un unholy, un unholy angel, <laughs> came and seated himself in the stand. Oh! When the afternoon meeting assembled, Joseph, feeling very much elated, arose the first thing and said the personage who had appeared in the morning was the angel Peter come to accept the dedication. Good. Okay, so Peter, I'm guessing the Apostle Peter, yes, is now an angel. Yes. In uh, in the circus stands of Ohio. Y yes. <laughs> Sounds like just normal Ohio. I mean, we're hitting all the states. Two down. Yeah. Forty eight mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this wasn't an isolated incident, though. Okay. Um. You know, angels just showing up. Sure. Uh. People are seeing all kinds of vision all the time around this temple. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, the, the same way with the IRS, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just always yes. around. Yes. Uh. Um, but they were also seeing Jesus, Moses, Moses and Elijah. Mm. All just kind of standing around saying things about how great Joseph Smith was. Oh. Huh. Which, in, in that day and age, is kind of like getting your history podcast retweeted by Dan Carlin. <laughs> uh, yeah. So pretty good. So pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, it's really a crime how much I'm simplifying and condensing things. Uh, mm. This is why Lord History hates us. But I'm going to keep dropping disclaimers until I feel like I've apologized enough for the evil I'm doing. Because um, well, every yeah. single topic we're talking about has, like, its own history. Its own... I mean, Mormon history is crazy complicated and crazy well-documented, interestingly enough. Yeah. So there's just tons of material to chew through. Yeah. It is true. So we're going to just... We're just going to stop. Yeah, that's very true. We're going to stop with the Kirtland Temple for now. Um, because uh, it all went to hell about a year later. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is about the time Joseph Smith got uh, found out for another scam involving a fake bank, which we talked about on our Signe Rigdon episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember that shit? I do, yeah. Uh, he was also accused of getting some fanny on the side. Ooh. Namely, Fanny Alger. <laughs> Yeah. What now, I want to make... Th that just means Fanny Alger is a girl. Oh, dude. Um, and I just want to make this clear. This is an accusation, not a guaranteed thing. Uh, but the way things look, uh, go on from here on out anyway, it seems like perhaps this accusation was more like, uh, Joseph Smith definitely screwed his servant girl. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Not, um, though. What? Ugh, never not mind. Jesus. Well, Joseph no, Jesus Smith. was in the stands going, Joseph Smith is such a good guy. Yep, and then... He and then was he's ugh. doing this shit, but this is not this is not foreign territory for Joseph Smith, no sir. Hmm. Um, and here's the thing: it kind of pissed off a lot of people. So, even though you know Joseph was like, "Ah, it never happened," there everyone kind of was like, "I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems like you did." So, lots of Mormons start leaving the church. Yeah. And Joseph Smith has a warrant out on his ass for banking fraud. Oh boy. Uh, so what's old Joe to do? Move to a different state? That's right. He's yes. fleeing to Missouri. Oh, perfect. Back to <laughs> And he's Missouri. bringing Sidney Rigdon with him. Mm. So Joe Smith and Sidney Rigdon arrive in this town called Far West, which they decide is the actual New Zion in Missouri. Hmm. Uh, it is here that the church takes on the official name Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Good. And they start building another goddamn temple. Of Why not? Of course. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have a gotta temple. Gotta have a temple. Oh, yeah. for sure. 
Now remember, while all this is going on, just remember that people really hate the Mormons. Mm. Um, they're getting kicked out of their houses, their businesses are being shut down, either by legal mandate or by boycott, or even violence. Ugh. Um, this is a deeply disliked church, pretty much right. from the beginning. And it's not like this is going unheard. It goes to the top. Oh, because shit. Joseph Smith actually goes to see President Martin Van Buren to complain. Ah, oh, that chapless ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but nothing comes of it. Good. Um, there were a massive amount of problems and frictions that occurred with the Mormons in the United States government. Uh, it's actually pretty staggering the number of things that the Mormons did wrong, legally speaking. Oh. Um, and all this came from one fraudy boy and a hill called Cumora. Mm. And I'm not saying that Mormonism is a fraud. I would never think of it. It's not. Uh, but it's so, it's so, not. so not. Yeah, but Joe Smith was indeed a fraud, at least at some level. Bank fraud, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is, the Latter-day Saints are becoming a big thing, and big things have power, and big things have a voice. Uh, so the government starts to get a little bit worried, uh, but not too worried. Sure. Until this group They've comes got bigger issues scene. like screwing over the Native Americans, so... Yes. you got priorities. priorities. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and priority number 10, maybe right now, is this group called the Day Knights. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Day Knights are a vigilante group, Mormon vigilante group, uh, oh, led by Samson Averd. And they're all about resisting the persecution that's going on around them. Okay. And this is sparked in part, at least, uh, by Sidney Rigdon delivering a sermon where he basically called... I mean, everyone's mad, remember? Getting persecuted and shit? Yeah. Um, and he's like... Sidney Rigdon goes on and he's like, All right, they've screwed with this one too many times. It's time to start a war. Right. Good. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm like, think about this, okay? Yeah. We've got this upstart little church going around claiming it's the only true church, and now it's involved in a war. <laughs> <laughs> With a name, it's called the uh, 1838 Mormon War. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell I didn't even about know war. about this shit. Yeah, um, so I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't. It didn't stick, I guess. So this was like the the final result of various frictions between Mormons and non-Mormons after years of tensions. Um, but yeah, you know, tension can only last so long before something breaks. So uh, storms are brewing, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and Joseph Smith is a screwing. Yep. Yep. Actually, though, yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, so uh, it finally breaks out a little bit, uh, this this war in this thing called the Gallat Gallatin, Gallatin, Gallatin County Election Day Battle. That's a shitty name for a battle. I'm just going to say it. Uh, yeah. yeah, except it's exactly descriptive of what happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, this came as a result. This battle came as a result of further persecution of the Mormons. There was at least one candidate for state legislature who came out and basically threatened Mormons with, like, you don't want to know what will happen if you choose to vote in this election. Ooh. It's like, Mormons don't even dare vote. Like, I'll come after you when I win. That nice. Kind of okay, well, that's not cool. And, and 200 non-Mormons went to Gallatin to basically block the Mormons from voting. Oh, jeez. But that didn't stop shit, because before you know it, the Mormons are like, hey... We want to vote. <laughs> yeah. Because they're citizens. Of I course. No, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But this 200-person uh, group of non-Mormons are squaring off with Mormons. Oh, and then, bam, a oh. brawl begins. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so the locals, like, start getting beaten badly, so they run off to get their weapons. Oh, good. Oh, and the Mormons just kind of go home. <laughs> But rumors are starting to spread about some people actually being killed in this brawl. Mm. Um, but no such killings occurred. Not yet, anyway. Oh, God. Soon after, the Mormons started showing up all over the place. Oh, sorry. I botched that line. Let me do that again. Soon after, the Mormons started showing up again. Except all over the place. Oh, God. Like different and states? What? Like different no, states? No, like, like all over Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah, and nobody wants them. No. Um... Yeah, and all kinds of anti-Mormon shits going around, and not entirely for bad reasons, but still, we're looking in the face of instability. Yeah. Um, the Mormons are being seen, and perhaps are presenting themselves as a separate power from the United States as a whole. Yeah. Um, that's basically what they're doing, right? Hmm. Um, we're the one true church, and we're higher than the government, all that shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, you uh, know what this reminds me of? And I, I hmm. bet this is going to come up later. This reminds me of... Growing up in the Protestant church, you and I, I'm sure you, 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 for you it's the same, but we learned a lot about the persecutions against of Christians in the Roman Empire, right? Yes. 
And that kind of, for me anyway, it was told to me in a way to justify all the horrible things that have been not done in the name of Christianity. Chris, I can't talk. I've got a fever. Done in Christianity's name later on in the eras. It's like, yeah, Christianity may have, you know, used slavery, uh, but that doesn't change the fact that Diocletian killed us, killed our people in Rome 2,000 years ago. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you suffered. You were pers- or your people were persecuted. But that doesn't justify what you did later on. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the Mormon church uses this, this as kind of like a, see, we're, it started off so badly. The American government persecuted us. Um, I don't know. That'd be a question I'd ask Bryce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was used that way then. Sure. I don't know if it's used that way now. Um, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't remember so much here in the, like, justification of Christian actions by means of the persecution. But what I do remember hearing a lot is, like, uh, you know, the church is above the government. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no question. But, yeah, definitely. And, you know, make of that what you will, but the point is the Mormons are doing it, and they're also pissing a lot of people off. Right. Well, and I was just thinking, like, Missouri probably, I, I have no idea, but a lot of states now, you can't just move to, like, today, I don't think you could just move to Missouri and vote in their election right away. Like, you have to you have to live in a state for a while before you, you become a citizen in that state. Uh, that may be true. I just don't know the laws from back then. From like 1840s Missouri or whatever. Yeah. Forgive yeah. me for not being entirely <laughs> versed in voting laws in Missouri in 1840. Yeah. Uh, mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Mormons, like I said, are presenting themselves as a separate power. Right. And that shit don't fly with Missouri. Hmm. So people start assembling into little armies, and soon the Mormons are coming under attack, being forced from their homes under threat and violent threats of violence. Um, there's some terribly, some terribly awful stories, also, uh, particularly, particularly, I'm sick too. Give me yeah. a break. Particularly that of Asile Lathrop, uh, who actually lost his entire family due to mistreatment at the hands of these anti-Mormon groups. Oh God. At least that's the official story, but I don't know. Well, he deserves punishment for his name, but that punishment is a little too far. <laughs> asyl? Yeah. As- asyl? I think it's asyl. Sent to an yeah. asylum. I think that should be that would be justice. Um, but anyway, so the shit's not stopping. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and we're going back to, like... I mean, we're going back a few years to cover this, but this is 1838, September 1838. Right. Um, we've got 150 militiamen waltzing into DeWitt, which is a place that the Mormons had really taken a liking to. Hmm. Told them they had 10 days to leave or guns would start going off. Oh, God. And the Mormons didn't leave, so the mob starts burning down buildings. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, the Mormons are sending off distress messages left and right to see if they can get some kind of governmental protection, which, of course, takes forever to get there because it's 1840s. Yeah. I mean, people weren't even invented. Yeah, and what's interesting is the government does actually respond. Hmm. Um, When it finally does, though, it's completely ineffective at dismantling the mob. Uh. In fact, the guys that showed up actually found themselves siding with the (laughs) non-Mormon mob. That's a conspiracy. Yeah, Yeah, it was a major problem. So the general in charge of this little regiment sends a message back to the governor, essentially saying, like, what the hell do we do? To which the governor responds, uh, let them fight that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. Yeah. Just, like, deal with it. You know, fight them. Yeah. Uh, And the fight never happens. And the Mormons are kind of, like, done with it. So they just leave in the middle of the night sometime in October. Hmm. Um, And it's, you know, freezing out. Sure. Um, So they're technically fleeing this force um two women ended up dying one from exposure the other from childbirth oh god yeah on the run um and there's a whole bunch of shit that goes on after this but if we don't fast forward never gonna get through so um suffice to say frictions continue the mormons find themselves being harassed no matter where they are and finally they just decide it's kind of time to fight back um by raiding nearby towns plundering the storehouses and racking up the spoils for later use (laughs) so they've just become a horde (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh boy the shoes on the other foot. And yeah. they pretty much destroyed an entire county. Oh, God. Uh, burning houses and buildings that belonged e- uh, even to Missourians who'd been sympathetic to the Mormon cause. Like, mm. they're just pissed off with Missouri. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't care if you supported us. Your house is going down. It's right? in the way. So, yep. 
Yeah, um, of course, not all Mormons supported these actions, and there are conflicting reports of what actually happened, sure. because that's the way it is with Mormon history. Yes. But the bottom Any line history, is... history, really? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And the bottom line is, it was ugly. It was really, really ugly. And yeah, there was, it was getting out of control way too fast. Mm. Um, and it all came to a head at the Battle of Crooked River. That's uh, a much better battle name, I will say. Yeah, Battle of Crooked River, very good name. Uh, where the state militia squared off of the Mormons and actually lost the battle to oh. the Mormons. Oh, shit! Even though more Mormons were killed than militia. Mmm. So this causes... Well, yeah, definitely. So this, you know, of course, causes things to escalate. Yeah. The state responds by putting together an army of 2,500 men to take down the Mormons altogether. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, completely take them down. Um... <laughs> And this was known as Extermination Order 44. Ooh, ah, okay. Yeah. That's uh, icky. Yeah, um, but here's the thing. It, it was basically treating the Mormons as an insurrectionist faction within the state. Huh. Which, uh. make, it that, make it that what you will. <laughs> Yikes, um, okay. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, they burned down a county. I mean... Yeah, but extermination, what do we mean by that? Do we mean just until they're, they're powerless, or are we killing man, woman, and child? Think of it as a pest problem. Oh Jesus! Okay, well, yeah. not on board with that. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't, the idea isn't to like. Okay, shit! I shouldn't be talking. I actually don't know exactly if it was like kill all of them. Sure. Um, I should have. I should have looked into that. But it's oh. called extermination order forty four. They're getting rid of them one way or another. Right. Um, and the way this kicks off is you got a mob of like two hundred and fifty people attacking a settlement of forty Mormons. Mm. Uh, and the Mormons were like, yo, you got us outnumbered. Um, but the mob was like, give us your guns and you'll walk away alive. Huh. And a guy named Thomas McBride hands his rifle over to one of these mobsters named Jacob Rogers. Jacob Rogers immediately shoots the poor bastard with his own gun oh, and then on. saws off his hand with a knife. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. In front of everybody. Uh -huh. And so all hell breaks loose. Uh, the mob just starts massacring the Mormons who are standing around watching this, men, women, and children. Mm. Um, the men organize a little defensive fighting force and hold out in a blacksmith shop, but the shop is constructed just so that the Missourian mob can fire between the logs. <laughs> okay. So they do, and kill everyone inside, including a 10-year-old boy. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> so all in all, 17 Mormons were killed, and this is known as the Hans Hill Massacre. Wow. Um, so things are getting bad. Yeah. Um, after this, the Missourians marched on the Mormon headquarters in Far West and laid siege. Joseph Smith Smith was there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. And he sent out an emissary to negotiate peace. Good. And the Missourian leadership demanded that the Saints give up all their guns and pay damages to Missouri for the destruction they caused. Right. And they also had to leave the state. Okay. That's. Uh... Uh, and Joseph Smith responds to this. By saying he just can't wait to get out. <laughs> right, okay. But he wasn't getting out anytime soon. Yeah. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> Here, we'll, we'll pause this. Or I'll mark it. <coughs> Pardon me. So, <clears throat> Joseph Smith wants to leave. He's had he wants to, He wants to leave, but he's not getting out anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, because he and other Mormon leaders were arrested. Oh. And put on trial. Okay. And subsequently jailed for treason, murder, arson, burglary, robbery, and larceny. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. But Joseph Smith has a plan. Ooh. He knows that Extermination Order 44... Oh, I just is... lost you. Can you say that again? Shit, what the Obviously being listened in on. Yeah. Okay. So Joseph Smith knows that Extermination 44, Order 44, is an ugly thing, politically speaking. Yeah. Uh, and now that the yeah, and now that the Mormons are no longer a threat, uh, there was little they could do to really get them, right? So right. the leadership is all jailed up and everything, and they're being taken to trial. Hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how this happens, but Joseph Smith's brother Hiram Smith ends up buying the guards a whole bunch of whiskey, gets them drunk, and Joseph Smith just kind of gets away. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, yeah. So, meanwhile, the Mormons have made their way to Illinois and enter the state under refugee status, uh, where Joseph Smith buys a plot of swamp. Ah, uh, so then Chicago. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, it doesn't really have a name yet, though. We'll get there. Hmm. Um, 
Then some shit happens and he dies. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's over. Uh, so what happens to the church? No, he's not dead. <laughs> I wish he were, because then this would be over. Um, okay, so Smith and his followers go to Illinois, set up camp along the Mississippi River. This is an area called, uh, that he calls, I think it's Nauvoo, mm. a Hebrew word, which he thought meant beautiful, but uh, technically meant they are beautiful. So, okay. You know. uh, the real question is, though, who is beautiful? Who really? Who is beautiful, James? All of God's children. No, just Joseph Smith. <laughs> oh, well, same thing. Yeah, he's a beautiful, beautiful boy. Mm. Um, so some of you may not know this, but it actually gets really, really muggy in the Midwest. Both kinds of muggy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't know, it gets muggy, especially along riverbanks. Ah, yes. It also gets muggy in swamps. Oh, jeez, okay. Go figure. Yeah. This meant that mos mosquitoes, like, were everywhere. Oh, God. I mean, they, they still are, but they're really everywhere here in Nauvoo. Hmm. Um, and the first few years from 1839 to 1841 are just horrendous. <laughs> Disease, especially malaria, just kills so many people, um, <laughs> including Joe Smith's brother, Don Carlos, and his son, Don Carlos, which is just sad. It is. This is just hell on earth. Yeah, so oh. he's lost both of his Don Carloses. Uh, not good. Who hasn't? Who really hasn't? Yeah. Who is beautiful? Not Don Carlos. He's dead. He is dead. <laughs> that malaria-ridden asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, so Joe can't be bothered with this disease bullshit. Of course right? not, God's yeah. On, God's on his side. Of course. Um, these are the blessed people with nothing to fear. So disease can stop the Latter-day, uh, cannot stop the Latter-day Saints. Right. No disease can stop the Latter-day Saints, baby. The Saints are invincible. Yeah. Um, so Joseph Smith just decides he has more important things to do than worry about this. Um, so he jets off to Washington, D.C. to demand federal reparations for the persecution of the church at the hands of the Missourians. Okay. And, yeah, like I said, he met with the goddamn president, Martin Van Buren, just mm. made a big deal out of everything, put the church in the national eye, um, and sort of creates this image as an oppressed but plucky little religious group just trying to get along with their religioning. Okay. Um, and, of course, nothing comes of it. Like we said, Joseph goes home. And back in Nauvoo, Joseph Smith decides to send missionaries to Britain. And there's <laughs> there's a political play for this. Oh. Um, and he's not just sending any missionaries. No, sir. He's sending the big boys. The first quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Oh, shit. Yeah. The quorum of the Twelve, uh, like I said, uh, was a power structure within the church. They were, at this time, a group of missionaries uh, with lots of power in hmm. the church structure that Joseph Smith was organizing. Um, and here's the thing, sending, uh, people abroad for your religion makes you look bigger than you are. Hmm. Um, because if you... That's say, true. Oh, we've got a church in Britain. I mean, Scientology does it all the time. We have churches in so many countries all over the world, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, they show pictures of their new, new Scientology church or whatever, like being built in Zambia or whatever, you know? Like they got cow. them everywhere. They're international. Exactly. Yeah. It makes them look bigger, even though they're not that big, so... Uh, well, and now we can, can put that phrase international on his business card. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. An international movement taking the world by storm. Scientology. <laughs> Premium <laughs> organic Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're about done with what I have for today, but uh, we've got a couple more things, and I'm going to end on an interesting note here. All right. All right. So in 1841, uh, Nauvoo actually got incorporated into Illinois as its own town. Huh. Um, town, I think, as a town. It got incorporated, whatever. It meant sure. that they could make their own rules, right? Hmm. Uh, meaning that Joseph Smith has some work to do. Uh, as an actual growing city, Nauvoo uh, was granted authorization to form a local militia. All right. <laughs> which Joseph Smith, of course, does. Good. And he starts the Nauvoo Legion. Oh, shit. Uh, which is, like, I think... Oh, jeez. What? I might have this backwards, but I think it was like a quarter of the size of the Federal Army at that time. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, hold on. Let's check this real yeah. quick. Yeah. Because I think I might have that wrong. It was huge. The point is, oh, it was like, it, it was actually a, a really big deal. Um, Let's see here. Tell me how many people were in the Nauvoo Legion. 
Ah, yes. Um, 2,500 troops, <laughs> by conservative estimates, apparently. Uh, and the United States Army in 1845 had 8,500 troops. Oh, my God! Holy the entire shit. U.S. Army. <laughs> That's insane. So, no small deal. No. <laughs> um, he orders also the construction of a new temple in Nauvoo, known wonderfully enough as the Nauvoo Temple. Hmm. I mean, what else are you going to call it? Let's be True. real. <laughs> Uh, he also forms, uh, with the help of Emma Smith, the Relief Society, hmm. which is a women's organization that still exists today with over 6 million members. Oh, wow. And at the outset, Emma Smith was made the first general president of the society. Huh. And it was actually her idea to name it the Relief Society, interestingly enough. It was supposed to be called the Benevolent Society, uh, because basically it's a benevolent charity organization or whatever. Right. Um, but Emma was like, people use that word too much. Um, <laughs> So she decided that uh, relief was much better. There we go. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that She's works. right. Yeah. Benevolent society is not as catchy as relief society, in my opinion. No, relief just sounds so much more, you know, forceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, speaking of charity, the motto of the society is, quote, charity never faileth. Hmm. Quaint. Faileth. <laughs> <laughs> just looks funny. Um, okay, so we're about near the end of, of this week's material right here. Yeah. But um, did I mention that Joseph Smith was also busy writing again? Oh, God, okay. Yeah, this is where he started translating what's called the Book of Abraham. Oh. Yeah. Is it about his many the... sons? Uh, you are uh, one of I... them, and so am I. So let's all praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right knee, left knee, bend over so you can see i don't know <laughs> you did you did well there man perfect <laughs> so anyway here's the story about the book of abraham okay yeah the the heretical story mm-hmm. um so back in the day people were really really getting into egypt all right of course yeah yeah and one of these guys was antonio labolo <laughs> uh who discovered what labolo yeah lenovo labolo it's a knockoff of lenovo i don't know this guy named Antonio Labolo discovered several mummies in Egypt in 1820, hmm. buried with uh, lots of ancient works ah. in hieroglyphics, that sort of thing. Sure. And then Antonio Labolo dies, oh. and some of his stuff is brought up by uh, is bought up, I should say, by an American named Michael H. Chandler, who starts putting some mummies on display and oh, selling some of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. Maybe to museums, I don't know, but maybe to private owners as curiosities. Who wouldn't want to own a mummy? I can't think of anyone. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like I mentioned, there were some scrolls that were buried with these mummies. Uh, They were like burial documents about who it was, what they had when they were alive, that sort of thing. The Book of the Dead. Yeah, Book of the Dead kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So in 1835, Chandler actually ended up in Kirtland. Remember Kirtland? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. He makes a poster to advertise his mummies and writes boldly that these mummies may have lived at the time of Moses. Oh, God, okay. And (laughs) meanwhile, Joseph Smith, uh, with the Peanuts music playing in the background, is kicking a can down the Kirtland streets, you know. Yeah. Just sort of feeling sad. Why isn't my religion going right? He's at the end of his rope, ready to give up. Oh, no. And suddenly he sees this poster. Ancient items from an exotic land... He must see these fabulous things, <laughs> and that is what he's about to do. Oh shit! We're gonna get mummy f- mummified. Yeah, and I let I stopped here because the Book of Abraham is super interesting. Okay, and I'm gonna have to do a lot more reading in order to include bits of it in the episode. Hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, we're gonna we're gonna leave that. Joseph Smith uh, sees that he there's some new scrolls. Sees that there are books of the dead and claims that. Well, he needs a mummy. Yeah, he needs a mummy. Yeah. Everyone needs a mummy. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Well, I'm about to fall over uh, from okay. exhaustion. Well, it's probably a good thing, then, that this episode's short, because um, we're both feeling pretty sick. We gotta well, get better. James is feeling way worse than I am. Mm-hmm. It's not good, yes. man. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't die, man. Perfect. I Although, I would, I would like to be mummified if I do die. Okay. So that in 6,000 years, when someone's trying to start a new religion, they can use my mummified corpse uh, to help them. That's my dream. How how are they, How is your mummified corpse going to help? Anybody? We'll find out next week, won't we? 
I guess we will. Perfect. Shall we head to the surface? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to carry me. <laughs> so, Jane. So, Aaron. How are you going to die? Uh, well, my head feels like the pressure is overwhelming, so I'm going to take a drill, find the largest drill bit, and drill through my head. Let out all that gunk, whatever's stored up in the head. Your the brain. <laughs> noggin juices. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you going to die? Uh, Diabetes? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the American dream. It is. It is. Uh, so it might be a three-parter. might be a four-parter. Uh, next week, we'll have more for you, though. And I think for today, though, we're going to have to end because it's time. It's time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to WTADP Podcast. Or message us on Facebook, apparently. Um, we will read all of them and not a lot. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider finding the show by becoming a patron on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash We Talk About Dead People. 50 bucks, 20 bucks, even as little as a dollar, as much as it costs to buy Joseph Smith's hair. Uh, helps tremendously. And if you can't do any of that, leave a review. Like I said earlier, reviews are great, and uh, interaction is good all around. Yes, please. Our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said, we'll close out and let the sounds of... You get to pick, James. Uh, me... My mucus leaving my nose. Okay, that's disgusting, but all right. So you have that's to what I've it. got. We'll close out and let the sounds of James's mucus leaving his nose play you out. Tomorrow.